It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. everybody hope you're doing well we're so delighted you're a part of strong as steel with us hey how about another week clicked off the calendar as we get closer six weeks away now from the beginning of this what should be just a phenomenal 2017 college football season it all begins uh, labor day weekend of course now we hope that uh, you have uh, joined us through our first week where we've previewed both both divisions of the southeastern conference both divisions of the big 10 and on this monday july 17th we move into where national championship banner hangs that will get into momentarily uh the acc the atlantic coast conference we start with the atlantic division today here on strongest steel i'm michael regai joined as always by our guru the man that uh, that offers the bible uh, the book that none of you can do without phil Steele's college uh, football preview for this 2017 season you will also catch him all year long on the espn family and networks so and we'll tell you more about coming up in a minute and of course right here each and every week during the season on strong as still phil Steele. i i know that you've been a tremendously busy man all winter spring and now into summer long and Phil, we're getting closer now. We're clicking it off. As I said, we're we're getting closer to kickoff time, which uh, has us all over the top. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, here we are on uh, Monday, July 17th, and the uh, season is fast approaching. SEC's already had its media days. A bunch of conference having their media days this week. So football is uh, not too far off. It should be terrific, and you know you're not prepared as we said. We know you got your Bible open right now. Phil Steele's 2017 college football preview, far and away the most informative 
and uh, filled with the uh, the best insights uh, of any that are on the market. But Phil, there's there's I, I want to get out right out at the top of this show. What's available, you know, via the uh, your various websites, PhilSteel.com, InsideThePressBox.com. Let's start with Inside the Press Box, Phil. Give us a thumbnail on uh, what the avid college football fan can expect when uh, they get with you and inside the press box. Yeah, if you like the magazine, and and really, this is incredible this summer, Michael, because if you're using the magazine and and you're like me and you read the magazine cover to cover and then to get these podcasts, it's like reliving what you've read in the magazine. You're going to be an instant college football expert. So I do recommend check out each and every conference, each and every podcast, along with reading the magazine. You will blow your friends away knowledge-wise with college football for the upcoming year. But inside the press box will blow you away knowledge-wise with the information during the college football season. When you go to InsideThePressBox.com, uh, you will get not only my final score prediction of each game, but the computer prediction for each game, statistical breakdown for each game, high-scoring game of the week, upset game of the week. And really, if even if you'd just like to analyze the games yourself, this is a perfect tool for you because it's all there. Strength of opponents that you've played, complete breakdown for every single game for the upcoming weekend. And if you enter the promo code FOOTBALL, when you go into uh, InsideThePressBox.com, you can take $20 off any season package. It's 20 bucks off if you mention the promo code FOOTBALL when you log in to get $20 off your Inside the Press Box uh, membership. Yeah, something you can't do without it. Phil, quickly, what about Phil Steele Plus as well, where it gives you even a little bit different perspective, right? Yeah, it does. It gives you, uh, like the magazine, the stats that you live by in the magazine, that gives you that in color-coded in red and green. Now, we did talk about that on yesterday's podcast. And once again, I am recommending you listen, even if you're just an ACC, let's say you're a Clemson fan listening today, check out every podcast because you will learn so much about every single team. So I'm going to throw that out and say, hey, check out yesterday's podcast the Big Ten uh, West, and you get a little bit more on Phil Steele Plus, but it's something that you can also check out on philsteel.com. Absolutely. It's the only way to go. And uh, as we said, uh, Phil now fully engaged with all of the various platforms at ESPN, and we'll tell you more about that, too, a little bit later on, on in the show. This is the uh, the Atlantic Division of the Atlantic Coast Conference here on this Monday, July 17th. Michael Regai, Phil Steele, our producer, Jim Nabosna. You ready to roll here, guru? Let's get going, shall we? The northernmost point of the Atlantic Coast Conference. And, of course, in the Atlantic Division, let's start out in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts. And, again, folks, we're we're doing this alphabetically. This is not our predicted or projected order of finish. We just decided to take every conference, every division in, to go alphabetically through by team. So, uh, you know, Phil, when we think about Boston College, even without the renowned uh, defensive coordinator Don Brown, who joined, as we know, Jim Harbaugh at Michigan last year, Boston College D uh, was the strength of a 7-6 and six football squad. Now, Phil, you had them finishing up at number 25 overall on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, I, uh, Phil, but Don Brown gets after the quarterback, but that continued 47 sacks ranked number four in the FBS as the Eagles really put heat on opposing quarterbacks. Phil, this is year six for Steve Adazio, uh, a head coach that you and I know very, very well from uh, his uh, previous stop at Temple. 
The Eagles uh, improve, but this ultra-tough division is just a meat grinder. Phil, let's go through the assessment for Boston College. Uh, You know, as we said, I mean, a bowl game in seven and six a year ago, are they going to be able to maintain that area of competence? You know, I, I think they have a really good chance of getting back to a bowl game this year, which would be huge for them. And, you know, last year was a, a unique year. And really the way that Adazio does it, and he brings in the, the tight ends into the offense, probably at times uses two tight ends. And it's more of a grind it out offense, slow it down, play the game with defense, special teams, running game and win your football games that way. Now, last year when they played a real athletic team, let's say a team like Florida State, Clemson, Louisville, uh, even Virginia Tech last year, they were blown out of the water because the game was not their type of game. Slow it down, stay in the game, win it at the end. And they even lost a game like Georgia Tech early in the season, which they should have won. I mean, they had the first down edge. They had a significant yardage edge, 320 to 238, gave up a fourth down conversion late and ended up losing the game. But uh, I think as long as Adazio can take on a team that's uh, not overly athletic, his team can stay in it, has a chance to win, has a chance to get to that seven-win total. Now, you touched upon those sacks, a big part of those sacks last year, Harold Landry. Now, write that name down. Circle him in your magazine. (laughs) Highlight him in your magazine. Uh, Don't circle him because circle means he's gone. But Harold Landry last year, 16 and a half sacks. Okay, that's that's good. And uh, Mm. he's projected to be a high NFL draft pick. He is back for his senior season. Surprisingly, turned down the NFL. So I think Harold Landry is going to be dynamic up front. They've got Ty Schwab, Connor Strahan at the linebacker spot. I think they've got their usual excellent defensive front seven. In the secondary, they've got three starters back. Yadam and Moore at cornerback, Harris at strong safety. So it's going to be your typical Boston College defense. In fact, I rate their defense number 24 in the country coming into the year. Now, your big question is offensively. And yep. Darius Wade is uh, going to take over at the quarterback spot this year uh, for Patrick Tolls. Tolls was a bit of a disappointment last year. When I talked to Adazio over the summer, he had ex- big expectations for Tolls. We didn't deliver. Only 51% with a 12-7 ratio. Now, Wade redshirted in 15, and then last year lost his spot to the uh, transfer. He is going to battle Anthony Brown for that QB job, but I think if Wade wins it, he'll do well. They've got John Hilleman, who didn't have the type of year expected last year. I mean, he only averaged 2.9 yards per carry coming off mm-hmm. the injury from 15. But I've seen this guy run. I mean, he's 6'0", 229. He's perfect for the Adazio offense. I think he'll have a big rebound season this year. They actually have a little added speed at the receiver spot, which is good. They've got excellent tight ends. They go 3-4 deep at tight end. And as you would expect, Boston College has a solid offensive line. So overall, the makings of the team are good. Uh, when you look at the schedule this year, I think that they do have a chance of getting back to a bowl game. Yeah, well, and listen, you know what? I've got to echo what Phil said. I had the, the pleasure of uh, calling in my ESPN play-by-play assignments Boston College twice last year. And, Phil, I, the NFL scouts were just all over Adazio about uh, Harold Landry. He is really the, I mean, he's, he's Miles Garrett-esh. Uh, as you you look at uh, the best of the best, uh, Connor Strahan is an outstanding Mike linebacker as well that is always high in the tackle for loss uh, numbers. And so this is a defense that will, again, I'm with Phil on that. Can they hold them in? Phil, I, listen, our friends, though, we do uh, win totals, projections on each and every squad. And our fa- friends at the uh, South Point in Vegas, though, They've got Boston College at a four. 
for the win total this year. I I don't know. I, I, I'm going to, uh, I don't know about seven to match last year, but I think Adazio can get to five. I'm going to go over with that. Yeah, I'm clearly going over. Last year's seven did take a bowl win over Maryland to get there. So they had six during the regular season, and I think they at least get to that six total this year. So it's a team I'm, I'm pretty strong on. I've got them, I'm projecting them to go do the, if you look in the bowl projections in the front, yeah. I'll make you do a little homework. Go to the bowl projections in the front and see what bowl I project them there for, okay? You Use your magazine for something there. <laughs> but I do project them in a bowl game, and uh, so I'm going over with over the four. All right, Phil and I are in concert there. So that's uh, the story and uh, how we assess the football program in Chestnut Hill with that, uh, that uh, great heritage, as we know. And uh, we'll see if uh, Steve Adazio can live up to some of the expectations with the Boston College Eagles. You know, each and every show, Strong as Steel, that we do, you can archive in iTunes. And we want you to be able to, to be able to right at your fingertips, be able to do that. Now, here's what we would like to ask you. Phil, just ask you about uh, a little bit of a homework assignment uh, on the Boston College side. Uh, leave us a review. It won't take long. Just give us an idea of what you like about the show, what you'd like to see us uh, maybe uh, go different direction for you to enhance your experience. Archive uh, any one of the uh, divisions in the conferences that uh, we do for you. We'll get all 10 of them in. Archive the shows on iTunes and then leave us a review. And uh, believe us, uh, Phil and I and our producer, Jim Nabosna, we will pay close attention to that. All right, moving on in the ACC Atlantic here on Strongest Steel. Phil, I said as we started the show, oh boy, there is a national championship banner hanging uh, proudly for everybody in the ACC to see, and the whole conference revels in that. And that, of course, is with uh, Dabo Swinney and his Clemson Tigers, the defending national champs. They go 14 and one. What a ride for Dabo Swinney. Down 24 14, Phil. Looking like Alabama. Nick Saban's squad had control of that football game in the fourth quarter. And then, of course, voila, the Deshaun Watson to Hunter Renfro touchdown throw with just one second left produced the 35 31 win. Now, Bill, right? I think everybody's saying, well, wait a minute, three-year starter to Sean Watson, uh, one of the uh, the top quarterbacks in college football. He is now moved on to the National Football League. But uh, listen, tremendously strong and veteran football team and Phil Steele, Florida State at home. Are they still a national championship contender in your mind? Can they do a repeat? You know, I think they do have a great chance, actually, this year. And when you look at Clemson and the general, the casual football fan, and granted, I realize that Phil Steele magazine readers are not your casual football fans, but the easiest way to grasp yourself around a team is to look at the quarterback, running back, and receivers. Well, Clemson this year loses Deshaun Watson. They lose their 1,000-yard rusher in Wayne Gallman, and they lose their 1,000-yard receiver in Mike Williams, Plus, they also lose their uh, top tight end in Jordan Leggett. So they lose their top four offensive players from last year, and expectations are actually somewhat low for Clemson. We'll get to that. And, well, I'll throw it out of the woods right now. Yeah. South Point's number, nine and a half, correct, uh, Michael? Yeah, that, that's real low for them. So nine and a half for defending national champs, surprising. 
here's what I like about Clemson this year. Now, I tend to put a little more emphasis on the defensive front seven. And if you do that, I mean, look at that defensive front four. I feel it's the best in the country. Last year, Christian Wilkins slid outside to open up a spot for Dexter Lawrence, the true freshman, who came in. He's, I mean, this guy is 6'5", 340. Now, that's a man inside there, despite the fact he's a true sophomore. Lawrence last year had seven sacks. How about 78 tackles? Now, Wilkins was dangerous outside, but they can move him back in. That's one of the best defensive tackle combinations in the country. They got Farrell on the defensive end. I rate him the best set of uh, defensive uh, linemen in the entire yep. country. Um, then you look at the linebacking core. It looks solid. Uh, the secondary, I rate number 15 in the country. The linebacker's number 12. That's one of the best defenses in the country right there. Offensive line. Number five in the country. Uh, Mitch Hyatt out there at the left tackle spot. Tyron Crowder at guard. They got Hurd back, Pollard back. It's a very good offensive line. Running back, I don't think they're going to miss Gallman. Last year, Gallman's numbers, decent, 1,133 yards, 4.9 yards per carry. I think Tavian Feaster, C.J. Fuller, Adam Choice, uh, whoever emerges could top those numbers this year. Receiving-wise, I know when I talked to their offense coordinator last year, Jeff Scott, going over the team, he was pleased with the depth of the receiving core. Really high on Hunter Renfro. They've got Deion Kane back, um, who uh, you know last year uh, got some action in there uh, in 15, or got a little bit of action in. And then Ray Maver McLeod, so they've got talent there. It's overall a talented team. The big question to me is quarterback. Who's going to take over? Will it be Kelly Bryant? Hunter Johnson, Zara Cooper, watched them in the spring game. Nobody really stood out. But if they can get good quarterback play, and we saw first-year quarterbacks do extremely well last year for a lot of teams. And on ESPN.com, I'm going to be writing an article probably about two weeks talking about how quarterbacks fare in their first and second year and how underrated first-year quarterbacks are. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a Clemson team that's very dangerous. As you touched on, Michael, they're a four-point favorite over Florida State right now in yep. Vegas for that home game there. Yep, yeah, they are. And uh, listen, I – I've learned one thing in the last couple of years. Uh, you know, to me, I mean, I, I, I think everybody, you know, says Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, uh, top two coaches in college football. I, I, I'd be hard pressed to, uh, to not have Dabo Swinney right there, Phil. I, I, he's been phenomenal. He's now in his uh, 10th year overall, as we said, you know, uh, a couple of national championship opportunities in the last two years, 14 and one. A year ago, so uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, they're, they're, get that quarterback situation squared around, and you say, "Well, that that's a pretty big deal." But uh, you know, there's capable athletes there, and I think that Dabo Swinney uh, coaches them up as well as anybody in college football. So, Phil, you said from South Point, we the over under is nine and a half. I don't need much time to think about that. I'm going over that man I, because. I, I I would not be surprised to see an eleven and one for this football team this year. Yeah, the potential pitfalls. Now they do have a couple of tough ones. At Louisville is going to be a difficult game. Remember last year that thing came right yeah. down to the wire. Right uh, at NC State, which we'll talk about a little bit later. At Florida State at home, and then of course they've got Auburn, who's a top ten team, probably by the AP poll coming into the season. So there are four potential pitfalls there, but I think they win at least two of them. So I'm definitely going with uh, over the nine and a half for Clemson. All right, national championship banner, as we said, flying proudly around Clemson, South Carolina, and Memorial Stadium, and uh, Death Valley is going to be rolling again this year. So that's the Clemson Tiger story. And alphabetically, who comes up next in the ACC Atlantic? 
Let's move into Tallahassee, Florida, where there's always national championship aspirations for the Florida State Seminoles. Phil, look, I I think we all agree a three-loss season was surprising last year, but you know what? They established freshman quarterback DeAndre Francois. As the year improved, uh, so did he. Uh, They did fall out of national championship contention with that second loss in Week 5 to North Carolina. But, uh, you know, I know as you and I have talked uh, throughout the office uh, all winter long that Jimbo Fisher told you that he was pointing to 2017 when his team potentially really explodes. I mentioned Francois as a trigger man. Will that come to fruition this year just as Jimbo Fisher plans it? Well, very well could. And this is a very talented team, as you touched on when I talked to Coach Jimbo Fisher last summer after the magazine went to the presses, we got to the end of every position. And to let the listeners know, when I have a coach's interview, I basically send them my sheets, which have every player on the team, and then we go over every single team player on the roster. Interviews usually take anywhere from uh, an hour to maybe even an hour and a half. And at the end of every position with Coach Fisher, he would say, boy, are we going to be good next year. Well, mm-hmm. next year's here for the Florida State team. And, you know, all you have to do is look at the talent. To me, the biggest question mark is at running back, because I thought Delvin Cook was a special running back. I mean, 1,765 yards, 6.1 yards per carry. Plus, he was their number two receiver on the team. Anytime he touched the ball, you're thinking, hey, he could take it the distance. They're going to miss him. But they do have Cam Akers coming in, the true freshman, who's my number two rated running back out of high school. They've got the big guy, Jock Patrick, who is 6'2", 231. He was my number three rated running back out of high school. So I think they'll be okay, just not quite up to the level of Dalvin Cook. However, Francois now is a veteran quarterback. He showed last year his toughness. I mean, he's a a good-sized kid that took a lot of hits. He's back this year, and the offensive line should be better. Last year, that offensive line uh, allowed uh, 36 sacks on the season. I see them as being much improved. The receiving core looks decent, led with Ryan Izzo at the uh, the tight end spot. They're my number 18 receivers in the country. Here's a number for you, Michael. And the number's going to be three when I talk about the defense. And three is the number of lettermen they lose from last year. How about 24 lettermen back, three lettermen lost. And one of the keys to Florida State last year, I thought early on, with the fact they lost those three games, was Derwin James, arguably their best defensive player, went down in week two, missed the rest of the season. He was on the sidelines most of the games, good cheerleader. And while it was bad for last year, it does bring him back this year, which is a good thing. Three lettermen lost. This is a Florida State team that defensively has my number five defensive lineman in the country, number four linebackers, best set of defensive backs, and they're solid on special teams. How about my number 10 special teams in the country? So they are a complete team. The one thing I don't like about Florida State this year is the schedule. Now, we've talked Mm -hmm. about how they have to travel to face Clemson. They play Alabama out of the box in Atlanta. Alabama's played a few games in Atlanta, not in that stadium, but in Atlanta. And then they also have to play Florida in the swamp this year and draw Miami of Florida in naturally, from the uh, Coastal. So it's a pretty tough schedule. I think of all the national title contenders, Florida State might have the toughest schedule of the top uh, six or seven. Yeah, NC State, as we get to uh, them, and uh, maybe making noise as well. We'll get to them momentarily. They are also a home game, but also early and right after Miami. So Florida State, as we know, uh, always, always in consideration. Uh, Jimbo Fisher and his squad to be a national championship contender. And uh, Phil, listen, South Point's got the over-under at nine and a half. 
Uh, we laid out there some, uh, there might be a couple of landmines there, but I'm going over that. That's because uh, uh, I believe Jimbo Fisher when he says, watch for us in 2017. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the over despite the tough schedule. And uh, I think Florida State has a real good chance. That Florida State Clemson game, Michael, that's going to be something to watch on November 11th. Yeah, it's it certainly is a little bit later in the year. Um, uh, last year, let's see. They well, they got Clemson in October last year, and of course, that was that wild thirty-seven, thirty-four Clemson win. So, Come back Florida State, Clemson. Yeah, yeah, it was one of the uh, the blue bloods along with Clemson. It's as we know a loaded uh, ACC Atlantic, but uh, I don't think you'll go too far wrong if you're if you're thinking real big things and thinking come the first week in December with an opportunity to be among the final four for the Florida State Seminoles. I know you're going to go on to go see them, all of you Florida State Seminole fans. You know, I got the way to do that for you. I get asked all the time, what's the best, most efficient way, Michael, to buy tickets to see my favorite college football team, every sporting event in concert? I've got the easy answer for you. Quick response, SeatGeek. That's right, SeatGeek. They're the smartest, easiest, most effective way to get the seats you want at the seamless and best experience for you. On your mobile device, allows you to buy and sell tickets to any event you want to see, whether it's a concert, college football game, maybe even the theater. I've already done it. I've got my tickets to go check out college football this fall. You can, too. Just a couple of taps on your mobile device. Best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed. And uh, get on that SeatGeek app and make it your go-to app. It'll save you time. It'll save you money on every type of ticket that you want. And that, that where do you want to sit? That's the thing. You go virtual reality, you can see uh, seating configurations of venues, and boom, put it down there, and Seat Geek will get you there. You save time, you save money, but here's the best part of your Seat Geek experience. You ready for this? You're locked in with us, right? Here as strong as steel on the podcast. By the fact that you're one of our uh, ardent listeners, we're going to get you $20 off. That's right, 20 bucks off your first SeatGeek purchase, all right? Download the SeatGeek app. It's just that simple. Download the app, enter the promo code STEEL, S-T-E-E-L-E, for 20 bucks off your first purchase on SeatGeek. Get your front and center. As I said, the seats you want, when you want them, at any event you want, make sure you do it the best way. The only way, get on that mobile app and get with the good folks at SeatGeek. It's ACC Day today on the Atlantic Division side here on Strong as Steel. Great to have you along, everybody. Michael Regai, Phil Steele, our producer, Jim Nabosna. Phil, we just touched on, because we're doing alphabetically back-to-back, the defending national champions of Clemson and then the uh, aspirant national champions of Florida State. Well, let's stay with the squad, uh, the ACC Atlantic, that really started off uh, just sizzling hot last year, the Louisville Cardinals. Nine and one, Phil, ranked third. Louisville then to drop three. Three straight to finish at nine and four. Heisman winner is back. Quarterback Lamar Jackson with his multi skilled talents. Uh, but can they beat Florida State and Clemson right there in their own division and uh, finish a little stronger and uh, maybe win the ACC Atlantic this year? Phil, I, you know, Lamar Jackson, uh, tremendously gifted, but. 
what's going around them for Louisville fans to be able to feel like, yeah, you know what, we got a shot to beat with Bobby Petrino, both Florida State and Clemson in the division. Well, I think when you look at Louisville, they have a top 20 offense, probably a top 10 offense, and a top 20 defense. Special teams ranks number 34, so they are a complete team this year. So despite only having four returning starters on offense, I think they'll do well. You look at the uh, running back play last year, yes, they lose their leading rusher. And, uh, you know, Radcliffe did have a good year, rushed for 903 yards, 6.5 yards per carry. But they bring in a Colin uh, Wilson, who's explosive and powerful. He can also catch the ball. Uh, he's 6'1", 221. He's uh, PS number 16 running back. And they've got the Juco Jeremy Smith, who still hasn't come up to what they probably expected when they signed him. He's more of a standout in short yardage, uh, but I think he'll do well there. You look at the receiving core, Reggie Bonifin, who was playing quarterback the last couple of years, but realized the writing on the wall with Lamar Jackson at QB, and you got to get his athleticism on the field. Bonifin at 6'3", should be an intriguing wide receiver this year. The offensive line does only return two starters. Defensively, they look solid. James Hearns is an outside linebacker, a joker position, you know, a defensive end outside linebacker type. He had eight sacks last year. They've got back Stacey Thomas at the linebacking core. And Jairie Alexander, one of the best cornerbacks in the country. He'll be high up in the NFL draft boards as well. Uh, so they've got good defense across the board. In fact, all three units rank in my top 30. So it's a solid Louisville team. Then you look at their schedule this year. That Clemson game is a big one. They get Clemson early, young quarterback, and we saw how Louisville ambushed Florida State last year. They mm-hmm. do have to play NC State on the road, which is not going to be easy. I think Florida State might have a little revenge on their mind there October 21st. <laughs> I would they, say uh, so. They yeah. travel there because they just, the, just took them behind the barn and slapped them last year. Uh, so those are going to be three pretty tough games. And then the stat that probably concerns me the most with Louisville is you wonder if solid defenses figured out Lamar Jackson because they averaged 49 points per game their first 10 games last year. But how about just 19 points per game their last three games? And that includes 38 against Kentucky's defense. I mean, they had uh, against Houston, they managed 312 yards against LSU, 220 yards. And in the two games, just 10 and 9 points. And they'll take on, in this ACC, some very good defenses this year. So it'll be interesting to see how they fare in those games. Well, uh, really, Will Phil, and you know, I, I, I'm going to be really honed in on uh, that that opener, for example. I mean, now they'll probably be heavily favored as they uh, travel to Indianapolis, neutral site to, in the opener for, as we discussed uh, when we did our uh, Big Ten West preview last week, Jeff Brom, the new head coach of Purdue. And then they got to follow that up, Phil, with uh, going right into ACC play with a trip to North Carolina, and then Clemson at home follows that. So uh, the uh, the gang at South Point has the the win total at nine and a half for Louisville. Phil Steele, we don't we don't. I'm going under that. I I, I don't. I see nine and three max for uh, Bobby Petrino's squad this year, and uh, might even be a, a little bit less than that, quite frankly. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably uh, I'm thinking the Clemson game early on is a game Clemson can win. A little concerned, but I love the way that Clemson defense is going to be playing early in the season. So I'm thinking around nine. I think South Point did a great job putting the number at nine and a half. Uh, I'm going to lean a little bit with the under as well. 
All right. So Phil and I are in concert on that. Going to be, though, very intriguing watch the uh, Louisville Cardinals. Bobby Petrino in year number eight coming off that nine and four. But as Phil pointed out, the turning point last year, that Houston game when, uh, boy, Lamar Jackson and company got stonewalled uh, by uh, the that Houston Cougar defense and kind of went downhill from there. All right. So Ed that's Oliver. a little. I'm sorry. Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver. Oh, yeah. Ed, Ed Oliver was a man, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, against Lamar Jackson and crew. So uh, Louisville will see if they're able to rebound from that tough finish and as Phil laid out, then, you know, taking the woodshed by Houston, uh, lost uh, in a higher scoring game to Kentucky, and then really got rolled by LSU in that Citrus Bowl. So we'll see what Petrino has in uh, in the bag to try to get Louisville back amongst the uh, the best of the best in the ACC Atlantic. Now, speaking of the best of the best, as we move on. All right, so we've just done in order, I think the three that, as Phil pointed out, are probably the ones that would believe to be the most hunted in no particular order. We did them in alphabetically, Clemson, Florida State, and Louisville. Now, though, uh, a squad I mentioned intriguing a moment ago. What an intriguing program Dave Doran has now going on in Raleigh, North Carolina, with his North Carolina State Wolfpack. Fifth year for Doran, three consecutive plus 500 seasons. As Phil Steele points out in his uh, Hot Off the Presses College Football Preview, 17 returning starters has them sitting with Phil's eighth, eighth uh, best uh, uh, most uh, experienced on his experience chart. And, Phil, I like Ryan Finley. Quarterback had a solid sophomore year, through for 3,000-plus. Nice 18-8 touchdown-interception ratio. But can they go make an impression and go get the big three in their division of Clemson, Florida State, and Louisville? Yeah, and, you know, it's interesting, uh, Michael. I was doing a little bit of research uh, for the ESPN Stats and Info Group. They're going to be doing an article on coaches on the hot seat and I was given a my input on coaches on the hot seat. And in doing that research, I did look and see who different folks had on. And a lot of folks have Dave Dorn on the hot seat. I don't believe he's there at all. I mean, they got to a bowl last year. I like the talent on this team. I think NC State's going to have a very good team. And, and this team really fits the bill for me, Michael, in terms of what I look for in a football team. First of all, I need to see a good defensive front seven. Well, yep. good good is not the explanation when you're talking about NC State's defensive front seven. Very good to great would be it. I mean, they've got Bradley Chubb at defensive end. B.J. Hill at nose tackle, Contavia Street at the one defensive end, Justin Jones at defense tackle, and backing them up, Darian Roseboro, a guy who was my number 24-rated defense alignment out of high school. He had seven sacks last year. He's a backup on this defensive mm-hmm. line. Okay, they're pretty good. I've rated the number three defensive line in the country. Linebackers, number 34 coming into the year. The secondary looks good. They're going to have a very good defense. You touched on Ryan Finley. And, yep. you know, one of the perfect fits last year was the fact that he came over as a Boise State transfer. The offensive coordinator was from Boise State and Eli Drinkwitz. So he knew the system extremely well, stepped right into it, 60% completions with an 18-8 ratio. They've got Jalen Samuels. Now, this guy can be a running back. He could be a tight end. He can be in the slot. Jalen Samuels is one of the more intriguing players in college football, 5'11", 
233 uh, pounds. He's sort of like almost Jabril Peppers on defense last year. He can hit you in a lot of different areas. He can run the Wildcat for you if you want. They've got Stephen Lewis there. The offensive line looks solid. So this is a very good NC State team. And for those of you that missed the earlier podcast, uh, we talked about the uh, the Big Ten West. I mentioned a team in the West of the Big Ten that could really make a surge and become a true contender. This would be my team here in the ACC. And you can go back and listen to that podcast. By the way, all of them are available. But NC State is my team. It could be one of those surprise teams. I mean, everybody's going to talk about Florida State, Clemson, Louisville. Remember the Big Ten last year was Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State. Who won it? Penn State. You're looking for that team in the ACC Atlantic this year. I say watch out for NC State. They are dangerous. Phil, I love the fact that you uh, touched on Bradley Chubb because I have to tell you, I I, I watched a a lot of tape on Chubb. And, folks, I mean, double-digit sacks a year ago. Phil, he's he's got the NFL uh, uh, personnel salivating in this his final year, 280 pounds, and a wrecking crew of a guy. You know, um, we we discussed uh, from Boston College, Harold Landry, although Chubb, of course, is – Chubb uh, on, on the outside as well. I, I'm almost ready to put Chubb in Landry's class, to be quite honest with you. Keep an eye on this guy. This year he's phenomenal. Yeah, and when I talked to Coach Doran this spring, he feels that Chubb is going to be the best defensive end in college football. I mean, you're yep. looking at a guy that's six four, two 275 pounds. Uh, he had ten and a half sacks last year. He's got everything you want. He's got size. He's got strength. He can hold the point. He can get pressure on the quarterback. You don't have to bring him off the field early. Uh, you know, he, 275 pound pass rusher. That's what the NFL scouts want, especially six yeah. four. Yep, coming off the outside with a plethora of moves, he can uh, he can swim and uh, go around offensive tackles on the outside, and he can bull rush them too. Keep an eye on uh, Bradley Chubb. We both really like the NC State Wolfpack this year, and and Phil, I I tell you what, uh, you know, as far as South Point and the number they've set with them this year, I look, I mean, their their win total numbers at six and a half. I'm going over that, Phil Steele. I think Dave Doran has got one strong football team that's going to make a lot of noise in the ACC. You know, Phil just mentioned uh, the columns that he's uh, penning this year, uh, all part of his work with the entire ESPN Family and Networks platform. And, Phil, you're going to do a lot of college football writing with insiders and your various pieces, same with the NFL. But, you know, give us an idea how everyone can get involved with that to get you on the ESPN platforms as well. Well, I appreciate that, Michael. And uh, very proud to be uh, now an official ESPN employee this year, something that's uh, this will be the first year for the official part of it. And uh, I'm really excited about working with ESPN Insider, ESPN.com, SportsCenter, TV, radio, podcast, you name it, I'll be there on ESPN. So if you go to ESPN.com, you'll find a lot. But specifically, I want to point out, if you go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele today, That'll take you to ESPN Insider, and you can not only get my articles, but everybody's articles on ESPN Insider for just three thirty-three a month. So if you like to read good college football articles, or good articles on any sport, I'll only provide college football, but there's a lot of sports out there. Go to ESPN.com slash Phil Steele and get on board with ESPN Insider today. Yep, a very powerful way to go. Uh, same as uh, you get Phil with uh, with us each and every week. We're previewing 
each and every uh, conference in uh, the FBS leading up to the 2017 college football season right here on Strong as Steel. Today is the ACC Atlantic. We have gone through five of the squads. Let's keep rolling. Phil, we got we got to head into Syracuse, New York, where the Syracuse Orange last year, they were four and four. So uh, they were on there, the possible trail to uh, getting a bowl berth, and then they lost quarterback Eric Dungy in week nine. They proceeded to drop their final four, so they finished at four and eight. Now, defensively, Dino Baber's squad gave up a whopping 38 points per game, a full touchdown more per game than they allowed in 2015. But, Phil, we know Dino Babers had the magic touch when he took over for Dave Clawson in the uh, the Mac at Bowling Green. Here, here's my question for you. Can he sprinkle some of that magic program dust over his Syracuse Orangemen this year and improve on that 4-8? and eight? You know, I think he will. And, you know, talking to Coach Babers uh, when he was at Bowling Green, here's a guy that's a no-excuses type of guy. I don't care who we're playing, when we're playing, I expect to win the football game, that type of attitude. And, frankly, I thought he did a tremendous job last year with Syracuse because, you know, here he was a first-year head coach, and not only a first-year head coach, have to learn the players, players have to learn the new schemes, but they had drastically new schemes. I mean drastically. Schaefer had run a uh, an offense that was more geared to the running game and eating up clock. He had run an aggressive attacking defense, one that blitzed on almost every play, and that's the way they played. Well, Babers ran, uh, and not a lot of coaches admit it, but I mean he ran a little more, less blitzing of the defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it could change the style. They were less aggressive up front, less aggressive in the defensive front seven, and offensive they went to much more aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. As you touched on, they got to 4-4 four and four with their quarterback, Dungy, and then Dungy went out, and they ended up losing their last four games. Now, playing Clemson, NC State, Florida State, and Pitt might have had a little something to do with losing the last four, but they were sort of non-competitive down the stretch. This is a dangerous team. They're one of, if not the most experienced team in the country, with 19 returning starters coming back this year. Uh, and their offense is now in its second year. There was questions whether Dungy would be able to return a lot, uh, a lot, but he did, and he is back. Uh, they don't want him dropping below 220 pounds this year. They want him to keep him bulked up, to keep him healthy. They've got Zach Mahoney back, Rex Culpepper, but if Dungy can stay healthy, look out. They've got Dante Strickland, a running back that only ran for 566 yards last year. He's going to be pushed by Alan Streitzinger who uh, is one of the better uh, recruits coming out of high school. He's a PS number 66. The receiving core has got Irvin Phillips and Steve Ishmael. The offensive line is solid. Defensively, they're now in the second year of the system. And I thought last year's linebackers, uh, Paris Bennett, Zaire Franklin, were more uh, accustomed to the blitzing role. I thought that they were better in that area than they were in their new scheme. But now they're in their second year, and they didn't do bad. I mean, Bennett had 110 tackles. Franklin had 101. Frankly, they had better stats than I thought they would. So they adapted quicker to the new system and fit it well. So with that kind of returning talent, with the fact if they keep their quarterback healthy this year, I think Baber's got a shot. In fact, they have got uh, seven games at home this year, and six of them mm-hmm. they could be favored in. Yeah, the first three right out of the shoot in a non-conference play. But, uh, Phil, defensively, the onus uh, has got to be there. The spotlight is there. because I really like Brian Ward. He's the defensive coordinator that has been with Dino Babers going all the way back to uh, their FCS days together when Babers was the head coach at Western Illinois and then on to Bowling Green. 
You know, but Phil, as we touched upon, you know, giving up 39 points a game, they gave up, I mean, uh, 500 yards per game last year total defensively. So we would expect that it to improve. It's going to have to improve. Uh, out at South Point to for Syracuse, the win total has been set at four. And uh, I like Babers and uh, to get some of the things defensively squared away and go over that. I don't know. Maybe you can even get it to six and six, a little bit shy of a bowl. But uh, I think those are the type of expectations they're looking at around the Orange program, don't you? Yeah, if they did get to six and six, odds are they would get to a bowl, as we've seen a lot of five and seven teams uh, make right. bowls recently. So I, I would definitely go with the over in this case. I think Babers, like I said, is a coach that uh, – Comes in with a high confidence level, second year of the systems, 19 returning starters. It's all set up pretty good. So I'm, I like them over four and uh, with a decent chance of making it to a bowl. Yeah, keep your eyes on Eric Dungy as Phil laid out. Uh, you know, healthy and hopefully ready to exceed some of uh, what he put up in the 2016 season from an offensive potential standpoint. All right, our final stop in uh, the ACC Atlantic. We uh, head from Syracuse, New York, uh, all the way down uh, to the state of North Carolina. Breakout season, Phil Steele, last year for Dave Clawson. And his Demon Deacons awake force. They went seven and six. It it was punctuated by a terrific military bowl win. Phil, they were a twelve point dog. Remember that? I remember you and I discussing it quite a bit in our bowl preview. And they went out and uh, took Temple to task and came up with that military bowl win. Now, I remember in our conversations with Dave Clawson, he told us that uh, they've got to get you know they got to get stronger, bigger in the weight room. They've got to get they got to get faster. They got to become more physical as a football program. Is Clawson now starting to implement that? And are they starting to get there uh, that that seven win season and bowl win would indicate last year? I think so. And going over the team with Coach Clawson this spring, uh, let's look at the offensive line for an example. They have four freshman offensive linemen two years ago. Now, at that time when they were freshmen, they didn't have the size and strength that were a deal for the offensive line. But last year, they were now sophomores. Another year of experience, another year of strength training, another year of growth and maturity. Now, those guys are all juniors, so they've got four junior starters on the offensive line. They're going to have a, a surprisingly good offensive line, not only this year, but I'm really looking forward to next year when those four juniors are now seniors. And they've added some size, so they're bigger, stronger, more mature, all the way across the board up front. I think they've got a surprising offensive line. And then you look at these guys on the defensive side of the ball. You want to be strong up front, and that's what you touched on, Michael. They said get stronger. These are the two areas mm-hmm. in the pitch you want to be there. They have a number 25-rated defensive line. Uh, you know, Wendell Dunn. Rodney, Yarberry, uh, Duke Ejiofor is another guy. They're loaded up front, and so I think they're going to have a surprise at the line of scrimmage. Now, they've got – last year John Wolford was the QB most of the year. I really think the fans wanted Kendall Hinton, then Hinton got injured at one point and wasn't able to play more than three games. I think Hinton wins the job, gives him a little more dynamic playmaker at the quarterback position. I'm a Kate Carney fan. Last year was a true frosh. You know, this 5'11", 215-pound guy, he just he always goes forward, and that's the one thing you really like about him. Tabari Hines could be a dangerous receiver, so I think they'll have a good offense. The defensive line solid. The secondary solid. I really like the way Clawson's building the team. I do think, though, their schedule gets a little bit tougher this year than it was last year. 
Yeah, and and looking at that, let's take a quick peek at uh, that. Uh, you know, they got to go to Boston College in week two, and you know, Phil, they have to make a, a trip as well to uh, Appalachian State, which we think, as we'll move on in our previews, is going to be a very explosive football team, and and Florida State uh, at home and at Clemson back to back. So yeah, I'm with you on the schedule side, and and the gang at South Point, I think, sees it that way. Phil, they've established Wake Forest with a win total of five and a half for this 2017 season. Uh, can can Dave Clawson go above that and possibly be thinking bowl again this year? Well, you know, Coach Clawson and I have been talking since his days at, uh, at BG, so I'm rooting for Coach Clawson, I can tell you that much. And mm-hmm. after after going through the team with him, you know, we, we don't look ahead at the schedule or anything like that. We just go over to players on the team. I said, this team is clearly stronger than last year, so I'm rooting for Wake Forest to get there. But that's scheduled daunting. I mean, you touch on that play Boston College on the road. They're playing in the Atlantic Division, which has, as we've touched on, Florida State, Clemson, Louisville, and NC State. Four extremely tough teams, I think, capable of beating anybody. They have to play Georgia Tech on the road. The advantage is they get a bye the week before that, so they're able to prep for the option. I think that's a plus. And Wake usually plays the option uh, pretty tough when they do face it. They did not face Georgia Tech last year, but they played Army, so they've had some experience with the option. They have to play Notre Dame on the road Mm. this year. So yep. this is really uh, an App State is a game to probably be an underdog in because App State's loaded. Coach Satterfield doing a great job. Our Sun Belt uh, podcast, by the way, when we get to it, we'll have the same amount of information on all the teams that you're getting here on the ACC and all the Power Five. So make sure you check out each and every one. But uh, I think it's going to be tough to get back to over five and a half. But I, I am sure as heck rooting for Coach Clawson to do so because uh, I think he's doing a heck of a job there. Yep, Phil and I both known uh, Dave Clawson for a long, long time, and uh, you do root for uh, good guys like him in college football to be successful. All right, speaking of successful, that is our trip through the uh, the landmine dangerous that is. If if you're an opponent, that is the Atlantic Division, as Phil just laid out of the Atlantic Coast Conference. Uh, that is one half of the ACC. Tomorrow, Phil, will be doing the Coastal, and I can't wait. I can't wait to hear your assessment and evaluation of Mark Richt in his second year at his alma mater with the Miami Hurricanes. Don't want to give too much away, but don't sleep on Miami this year, right, Phil? Uh, possibly. Possibly. We'll see what happens with tomorrow. All right. All right. Yeah, we don't want to give too much away because we want to make sure you're right here. Remember, you can archive all of uh, our podcast strong steel on itunes and when you get to itunes you know leave us a review we've got an opportunity for you to give us uh, what you like and what you'd like to see us consider with your thoughts in mind uh, about the show so we have uh, we've made our way in this uh, first week uh, last week through uh, the sec both the west and east the big 10 the east and west and uh, now uh, in the books for you to enjoy the atlantic division of the acc we're back at it tomorrow with the coastal so that 
that's uh, going to do it for us. Make sure you uh, you join us. Get all your your, your college football friends. And those that want to be in the know, directed uh, to iTunes, where you can uh, get any preview you want and archive. As Phil just said, we will uh, head through uh, all 10 conferences in the FBS and the independents as well, leading up to kickoff time. Don't forget about SeatGeek. Get on your mobile uh, device. Make sure you get the SeatGeek app, app all set to go, and we'll get you 20 bucks off your first purchase when you use the promo code STEEL, S-T-E-E-L-E. That's going to do it for us on this edition of Strongest Steel for our producer, Jim Nabosna, who does such a terrific job, and our man, Phil Steele. I'm Michael Regga. I hope you enjoyed everybody. We'll see you right here tomorrow with uh, the look at the ACC Coastal Division. Till then, have a great college football day, everybody. So long. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.